I'm going to preach something this morning I've never really talked about before. I'm going to preach something this morning I've never even, actually I've never really preached this before. So this is new on you and this is new on me. But it's good because I believe God has a word for each and every one of us here today. It's not by coincidence that you're here. I like what Cindy talked about intentionally giving. You intentionally decided to go to church this morning and to worship the Lord. You could have been anywhere else, but you decided to be in God's house today. And may the Lord bless you for it, for your efforts. Because it takes an effort to get ready, get the kids ready, get dressed, get going, get here, and be here ready to worship the Lord. Rodney Pike Church of God is a worshiping church. We worship the Lord and glorify Him. I'd like to preach for a few moments this morning of live like a newbie. Live like a newbie. How many here have ever heard that word newbie before? How many here have ever been a newbie before? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I ask you, Lord, that your word come alive in the hearts of all of us here today. That, Lord, all this worship, all this prayer, all this praise leads this moment, God, to your word, to create the atmosphere that your word can become prophetic in the lives of every one of us here today. You have designed for people and certain people to be here. You have designed for me to be here. Now, Lord, have your way during this time. If we glorify and praise your holy name, hallelujah. Will you lift your hands, your right hand toward heaven and pray this prayer. Say, Lord, let your word come alive in me. I receive your word in Jesus' name. Newbie. I looked it up in the dictionary. I was really surprised that there's a definition for newbie because it is sort of a newbie kind of word. It's, it's a new word over the past few decades. You used to hear that when I would be at the, on, in the shop during work, there'd be someone who would come in, it would be a new hire, and they would call, well, we have a newbie now. A newbie has come in here. Newbie in the dictionary means newcomer, a novice. Newcomer or a novice. I think that when it pertains to spiritual life in the kingdom of God, every one of us need to enter in and continue to be in the kingdom as a novice. Not one who's going to quit, but one who is totally reliant on other sources besides ourselves. We get into trouble when we become self-reliant. When we get used to things and confident with things, we, we act as though we wrote, we, we live and we talk and act like we wrote the rule book when we didn't write the rule book. And that we're the author of our faith when we know the scripture says that the Lord is the author and finisher of our faith. In Christ so being a new a newbie is a very important thing and we need to say today Lord I want to live like a newbie now I've got a reason why I I, I titled this message for this I want to live live like a newbie a newbie can spark new life and present new possibilities to any environment 
new ideas, new talents, new ways. Uh, a newbie is somebody coming in that in a workplace where it's been relying on a certain crew to get something down, done, but now a newbie has come in and suddenly the whole workings of things start changing. A newbie is placed into a position and place when there's a vacancy. And a newbie is needed to come in and fill that spot, begin to do their talents and do their thing and perform the job that they can do. Newbies are excited enough to do more than what is expected. When you're new, you know, have you ever heard it say, well, he works like a new man? Because he's a newbie, because he comes in and he is excited enough to do more than what is expected. He or she decides that they are thankful for what's going on and where they're at, and they're going to make the best of the moment. A newbie has a good memory of what went on in the past and how things used to be. Usually, a newbie is someone's come out of an environment of waiting and wandering. They're in a place, even employment, unemployment, knowing how tough it is to pay the bills and get through the situation. A newbie comes in not complaining, but excited about what's going on and how things are happening. And that they have a good memory where that they remember what went on in the past, where they were in desperation and where they were felt like they, de they felt unaccomplished and unfulfilled in the in-between state but then when they came into the place where they're a newbie they're so excited because they remember where they came from and where they are now a newbie is thankful for what he has and where he is at there are those who are not the newbies. They will usually stand around and complain about the environment or complain about the job or complain about things that's happening right now. They, they totally, they have lost their memory how it used to be and how it is now. They're totally disconnected and out of touch with reality of now and what's happening in the place that they're at. They've forgotten when they were given the place that they're in right now, when the opportunity was great and grand and the excitement was there, they somehow it has faded with time. Now, I know some people want to blame employers. Some want to blame the establishment. Some want to blame uh, this or that for the reason of a lack of enthusiasm. But responsibility of that enthusiasm and excitement actually rests upon the individual to make something out of what seems to be nothing, to be something more than what they were before. So I want to live like a newbie. I want to live that way where I'm thankful. A newbie has a good understanding of what he has and awareness of the place he's at right now. A newbie is there. You ever heard the first rule for success? Wherever you are, be there. And so a newbie is there. A newbie gets there on time. A newbie punches in, is excited because there's an energy that flows with this 
newbie because they have a good understanding of what he has, what he possesses, what she or he have received and how great it is to be a newbie and awareness of the place they're at right now, a place of opportunity, a place to see things happen, a place where that it doesn't have to remain the same and that from now on their life is going to be different because they're a newbie in a place and environment never been before. The psalmist knew this in Psalm 51, 10 and 12, through 12. He cried out, you know, the thing is, is that what I'm concerned with more than anything, this past, it's been a horrific time, a loss in America of lives, and people who have died during the pandemic. But what I'm mostly concerned about now is this, is that many people say, you know, I'm not backslidden on God I haven't forgotten God but the problem is uh, is that maybe that's true but they're living a life that is stalled it's still stalled in 2020 they're still in 2020 living 2020 and blaming everything on 2020 my question to you and I today is that are you stalled maybe you're not backslidden but maybe you have stalled and the reason why that's a position of going backwards is because the Bible declares and says that the kingdom of God is forcefully advancing. So if you're still in 2020, we're midway in 2021, and you are lagging behind, and so therefore you're in a behind position, and you're not moving forward. But I want you to know God has a plan God has uh, the uh, process and the power and the opportunity that we can live like a newbie. The psalmist knew it in Psalm 51, 10 through 12. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. I like that word free spirit. You look in the actual translation, other translations, other translations will say Holy Spirit. King James says free spirit out of all the other translations. And the other translations, they're right. They're right because the word for spirit is ruach, and ruach is God, and the presence is the spirit of God. So it's okay if your translation in your Bible says Holy Spirit. But I want you to know the Holy Spirit is, he sets us free. And Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 3 and 17, Now the Lord is the spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There's a free spirit. There's a turning around. We can cry out to God and say, Lord, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Lord, make me a newbie again, Lord. Make me a newbie. Let me live as a newbie and not as someone who's grown into a worn out and tired relationship with God. Someone who's decided to sit back and form God into their little box of their life and what fits good with them. No, no. I 
say, dear God, with your free spirit, will you make me a newbie, Lord? Will you transform me and change me where I'm no longer a, a dragging my heels in my spiritual life? I'm no longer stalled, but this ship is moving forward, and this ship can move in acceleration, and you can put me back in place and in sync with the kingdom of God where that I am no longer stalled, but now I'm keeping pace by the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. This is what Christians need today. We need to get out of the stalled position and become a newbie and ask God, God, let me live like a newbie. You know what it was when you were new in the kingdom of God, don't you? Oh my goodness, heaven came down and glory filled my soul. You know all about that, don't you? How many here knows what it is when you were when you were birthed just like a baby's born in this earth and it's born and then suddenly it starts screaming and crying because it breathes in the air and it's a new life. Listen, a baby is a newbie, aren't they? I mean, newbie to everything and a baby changes everything and a baby changes the environment. I'm telling you, God is wanting to change your world by changing you and making you a newbie by the Spirit and the power of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The devil wants to stall the people of God. And the Holy Spirit says, no, I got a solution. Uh, I can make you live like a newbie. <laughs> I can make you live by a newbie. Now, I got a lot of scripture here. Some of these guys in the booth, you ain't got it, so you won't find it unless you can tap real quick. But I decided that in all this Bible, I decided 40 years ago, I think it's 40 years, no, 43 years ago, that if I'm going to preach, I'm going to be a, I'm going to give you a lot of Bible because I'm a Bible preacher. Uh-huh. I'm a Bible preacher. There's, there's nothing else I have to say to you except the Word of God. That's why saints ought to be praying in the church house during a message when it's being preached that the Holy Spirit will begin to touch everybody's heart and the Word of God penetrates every heart. Why? Because behind this podium is a Bible preacher. And I happen to believe that God's Word is the greatest advice you'd ever receive the greatest counsel his word will cut and his word will heal his word will tear down and his word will build up and his word will bring everlasting life and I ain't got nothing else to say except his word I'm not looking for personalities if you're looking for a personality this morning here I am and I'll deal with it I pray dear God let me live like a newbie let me live like a newbie. Second Corinthians 5 and 17 in the Amplified Bible reads this. Listen to the words. And I've got lots of scripture, so I don't know. I may go about three or four hours, so hang in there. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Jim is back there to take pizza orders. Anybody needs Here we go. Second Corinthians 5, 17 in the Amplified Bible. So from now on, we regard no more from a human point of view according to worldly standards and values. 
Though we have known Christ from a human point of view, now we no longer know him in this way. He's no longer a historical figure as a human point of view. He is now Lord in our life. We see differently now. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ that is grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as Savior, he's a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. Lord, renew me, O oh God. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away. Behold, new things. Say new things. New things have come because spiritual awakening brings a new life. We need spiritual awakening. We need to be started up again. We need to stop being stalled as children of God, but live as a newbie, in there with excitement, knowing what God has in store. Romans 12, 1 and 2, in the Passion Bible, Paul writes, Beloved friends, what should, we, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? To surrender yourselves to God and to be His sacred living sacrifices. And live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. But be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. Do not think as the world. Think according to the word. Be transformed because your thinking has gotten you stalled. Your opinions have gotten you drifting away. Your opinions have gotten you stalled. But the Lord says through the power of the Holy Spirit, I will transform you and make you new. Now we use this verse of scripture talking to sinners. But I want you to know that every, I, how many here in this house say, Pastor, I've had to repent many times in my life. Go on, huh? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Come on, come on, godly people. Come on, God. You ain't godly unless you repent often. Amen. Amen. You're not going to make it unless you repent often. Or else you're going to drift and you're going to stall. But every one of us, when we repent, he's gotten a hold of us. And we pushed away worldly opinions and decided to have the mind of Christ. I don't know about you. In my lifetime, I feel like I've been saved not once, twice, three times. I've been saved many times over. Because there have been times I've been stalled. There have been times I've been looking at things through the vision of the world and the opinion of the world. And all it does is lead to depression. And all it leads is to defeat. But when I turn to God and I look to Jesus, not in a humanly way, but in a supernatural way, knowing that he's the Savior of my life, the Holy Spirit will get a hold of me and, and God will transform me. And I start living like a 
saved person. I start loving like a saved person. I start talking like a saved person. And everybody says, look at that newbie. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. Ephesians 4, 22 and 23 in the New King James Bible says that you put off concerning the former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put on the new man which was created according to God the true and righteous in true righteousness and holiness put off put off the former man and yeah yeah how many of you have ever tried to put on clothes you used to wear I mean, it might still fit, but you got to ask your grown kids, does, does, does this thing make sense? I mean, do I look like I'm an oldie? Am I out of sync with culture? And I don't know, do my children, at least my daughter, helps me with a little bit of, of fashion. I, I guess I don't listen enough, but as she gives it out when I ask it, and so she gives me opinion of how I might be you know, current and, and with it. A little bit. I don't, I don't even think they even say with it anymore. I don't know what it is. I mean, I've lost track. of I've, I've jumped generations on this, okay? And decades of this. But all I can say is that how many here tried on some old clothes and honey, it just don't fit anymore. No matter how much you tuck, no matter how much you pull, no matter how much you squeeze, it just ain't going to work because that was old news. That was old life. That was something that used to be. And you've grown out of it. Well, that's a, that's a complimentary way of saying that you've grown out of it. I've grown out of it. Uh-huh. I've grown out of it. Well, what's happened? Just God says, listen, don't put on the old clothes. Be a newbie and wear the new clothes. Wear the new outfit I have for you. Live the new life that I have for you. Come alive in me and rejoice and have the joy return unto me. The joy of thy salvation, God. And you're not joyful unless you're a newbie. Because when I was at the workplace, it was usually the experienced crew that always threw water on it. You know, threw water on whatever you're trying to do. You're trying to start a fire. They threw water on it. If you worked in the shop like I did, and, and if you did piecework, and you did a lot of pieces, you welded a lot and a lot and a lot, you had a great big stack there. Somebody come by with great wisdom, sage wisdom, and say, you don't want to do that. They said, well, you don't want to make it too hard for yourself and others in the future. What they were really saying is that I can't keep up. You need to stop it. I'm telling you. What we need is a church full of newbies that goes out of this door on Sunday morning and goes out to a world of so-called stale in the stale world, in the cold world, in the dark world, and you go out there like a newbie rejoicing for what God has done for you, walking in the spirit and not in the flesh and therefore fulfilling the lust of the flesh, but in the spirit of God you're living as a newbie and people are noticing you and say there's a new kid on the block. There's somebody different. There's something different about you. You know why? Because you are a newbie. 
Hallelujah. I, I worked at one place, and there was a guy. You know what he did all day? He worked really hard to stay hidden. I'm serious. You know, it was worse than where, oh, where is Waldo, you know? This guy, he would disappear. And I told him one day, I said, why you, why you work so hard, man? I don't have to work that hard. I don't have to run to the bathroom and stand on the toilet so nobody see my feet there and stay there for a little bit. I don't have to go and hide out in the corner of a lot that nobody comes around and stay there in the hot sun and stay away from doing something. I tell you what, God has called us to do something. God has given us a purpose in our life. The devil would like for you to get so wise and experience that all you do is hide out from what God has in store for you. But if you will step out and be a newbie and start doing what God wants you to do, you ain't never going to be happy till you do what the master tells you to do. You'll never have a joy in your relationship if you're just idling by and sitting there and stalled as the whole kingdom moves forward. But if you decide today to say, Lord, let me live as a newbie. Let me come into this new life and power and excitement and the joy of the Lord is my strength and God will suddenly use you to change the world around you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meddle here just for a moment, okay? Can I meddle just for a moment? We had a pretty good reason last year. For one reason, we didn't open the church up for in-house services. Hardest thing I ever did in my life, because I know human nature, is that there are those who are not necessarily seeking after the face of God. They're looking for a way around things and to be on the edges. And I knew that this was going to stir something here, and I knew that some people were not going to come back because they were way out there to begin with and they come in every once in a while I mean you can send cards you can call you can do whatever you want but they kind of decide that now they got a license and so therefore it becomes a living habit of periodically maybe going to church or not at all I want you to know that our spiritual life is more important than our physical life I mean how many here want to live forever how many here want to have eternal life and serve the Lord? How many here love Jesus more than life? So therefore, we got to make a decision. If the tides have turned and the season has changed, we need to say, God, am I stalled? But am I, Lord, let me step in as a newbie. Let me step in with your life and your power. Revive me, oh God. Revive me, Lord. Revive me, God. I'm not picking on church numbers. I realize that my promotion with God and my rewards in heaven is not going to be based upon the numbers. It's going to be based upon my faithfulness. Okay? You know, it's not the numbers. Though the numbers mean something to me as a pastor because a number has a name. And these names keep rowing and rowing in me. And you know what I'm thinking about on a Sunday morning? Names. Names. Names of people. And as a pastor, 
I know as a shepherd the sheep, and I know what's on fire and what's not, what's barely alive and what is really alive. And I know it. It's not just by church attendance, but I can see and I can read. And those of us several years ago so on fire for God, what's happened? What's happened to some of us? This is a question we, I got to tell you, you, you're going to have to examine yourself often. You can't just say, well, I got saved, that's it. No, do you love Jesus? Do you want to serve the Lord? Some people think, I got, I got Jesus, I'm saved 100 years ago. I'm going to make it into heaven. Well, you better make sure and check up with the one who made the reservations. Do you still have the confirmation number? You ever been to a hotel that's been booked up? I tell you what, I'm going out of town soon. And when I go out of town, I'm going to a hotel that's already booked up. And I'm telling you, I'm going with the confirmation number. Because I know how it is for suddenly to be forgotten. I mean, it's either by accident or something, but I got a number. And they'll ask me when I approach at the desk, do you have a confirmation number? I say, yes, I do. And so you need to make sure those reservations are still good. You know? You know? Y'all say, oh my gosh, he's preaching legalism. No, I'm preaching relationship. Relationship keeps you connected, keeps you in tune, keeps you want to be with. Relationship make you a newbie. Colossians 3, I'm going to end with scripture. No, I'm going to pass it by. Let me ask you this. I got more scripture, so that's, don't worry about that. But I want to ask you something. There never used to be a lack of enthusiasm, excitement, and kind of boldness when you first came in the kingdom. What's happened to you? What's gotten your attention? Who have you been listening to that make you suddenly lose that life of being a newbie? Being that excitement, that joy. Galatians 3, 1 through 6, and message says, You crazy Galatians, did someone put a spell on you? Have you taken leave of your senses? Something crazy has happened, for it's obvious that you no longer have the crucified Jesus in clear focus in your life. This sacrifice, his sacrifice on the cross was certainly set before you clearly enough. Let me put this question in you. How did your new life begin? Was it by working your heads off to please God or was it by responding to God's message to you? Are you going to continue this craziness? For only crazy people would think that they could complete by their own efforts what has begun by God. If you weren't smart enough or strong enough to begin it, how do you suppose you could perfect it? Did you go through this whole painful learning process for nothing? Is it not yet a total loss? It is not yet a total loss. That's what I want to tell you today. It's not a total loss. But it certainly will be if you keep this up. Answer this question. Does the God who lavishly provides you with his own presence, his Holy Spirit, working things in your lives you could never do for yourselves. 
Does he do these things because of your strenuous moral striving or because you trust in him to do them in you? Don't these things happen among you just as they've happened to Abraham? He believed in God. And the act of the belief was turned into the life that was right with God. Chapter 5, 16. My counsel is this. Live freely, animated and motivated by God's spirit. Then you won't feed the compulsions of selfishness. For there is a root of sinful self-interest in us that is at odds with the free spirit. Just as the free spirit is incompatible with selfishness. These two ways of life are contrary to each other so that you cannot live at times one way and at times another way according to how you feel on any given day. Why don't you choose to be led by the Spirit and so escape the erratic compulsions of the law that's dominated your existence? How can I become a newbie? You become a newbie when you're arrived at another location. And only God can put you at another location spiritually. It's not actually a physical place. That's where people get it wrong. People think that, people think that it's a physical place they, that they need to be a newbie. And, and they go to another church only to find that the same problem is there. The problem is you. You need transformation to be in another location spiritually. To be translated to another place in God. A relocation by the Holy Spirit. How many here are ready to move? How many here are ready to be relocated in your spiritual life? Or are you just going to still sit there and be stalled? God says, I want you to come alive and live like a newbie. With excitement, enthusiasm, with joy, with power. God's anointing. Some of you are saying, God, you feel as though you're a million miles away. God says, I'm not a million miles away. I'll pick you up and put you right where I'm at if you'll allow me to do it and submit yourselves to him. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, move from one corner to the other in the sanctuary and begin to hit every one of us that are sitting in the seats. For all of us have a place and position with you. Whether it be a seat of rejection or a seat of sleepiness and being stalled or a seat that you transformed us into new life and we're a newbie. Let the church come alive. Let us all come alive. We praise you for what you've done for us in 2020 and how you're working in 2021. But Lord, we don't want to be stalled. We want to be a newbie and live like a newbie with excitement, with enthusiasm, with the anointing power of the Holy Ghost. Fill me, Lord. Fill me, God. Fill me with your spirit. Would you just stand with me, my friends? Yeah. Yeah. How many here are ready to be relocated in your life spiritually? 
ready to be relocated. The touch of the Holy Ghost and the power of God. You've been trying to do it yourself and you've been failing. God says, I'll relocate you. I'll relocate you. I'll make you a newbie. Being thankful for what you have and where you're going and what's happening. An open eye and clear eye that you can see me working in your life. I'll make you a newbie. Or all those who are worn out and tired will be inspired by the energy and excitement. That only comes by your spirit. Are you hungry enough for God to say, Lord, I want you to relocate me. I don't want to stay where I'm at. I'm ready to move. I'm ready, Lord, for you to give me that new life. That new life that only you bring. I'm going to make an altar call about this. And there ought to be a response because God's people respond to God. (laughs) Ain't no fighting going on. And the Holy Spirit speaking, you say, you know what? I want to make you a newbie. I want to give new life in you. I want to give you something you hadn't had before. And I want to relocate you in me, in me. If you're that person, I want you to leave your seat. I want you to come up here and stand right now. This isn't a call of backslidden. might be a call for folks that might feel like they're stalled. But those who are just dragging their heels and having difficulty in your spiritual life. The Lord says, I'm ready to relocate you. I'm ready to do fresh and new things in your life. Just come on up and receive. Receive me. Receive my spirit. I got to tell you, every one of us, so many of us need the Holy Ghost so bad. I'm not talking about being baptized in the Holy Ghost. Some of us need to be refilled in the Holy Ghost and relocated, recalculated, redone. Hallelujah. And I'm talking to saints. I'm not talking to sinners. I'm talking to saints, children of God who love the Lord and and want to serve Him. There's lots of room on this side here. Come on now. Don't you wait. Don't you wait. Just come on and lean on the Lord. Turn to God. Let Him relocate you. There's room, a lot of room on this side over here. Just leave your seat and come on up. Do you know what brings change? It's not my Holy Ghost touch, but it's your decision that brings about the change. And you're saying right now, Lord, I decide. I decide. I make my decision. Oh, no longer am I going to stay in this. I need to relocate, Lord. I look through the house and pastor, I know the needs. I know the situations. Come on. You're here today because God called you to be here. God spoke to you to be here. Just this moment right now. Come on, step out. I want to be I want to relocate. Send them on. Send them on. Now I need some children of God who have faith and love the Lord. Filled with the Spirit. I want you to get in behind these folks. Come on. Come on. 
Come on. We ain't gonna, I mean, prayer team, you come on up, but everybody's a prayer team person. Everybody's a, a praying person. Everybody, come on up. Amen. You've been given assignment to build up one another, to lift up one another, to pray for one another. Come on up. That's right. That's right. God bless you. That's good. That's good. Find some folks. I don't want anybody standing by themselves. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Charles, I like to pray for you. God touch you, touch your body. Will you come on up here? Go on and just praise him, worship him right now. Start talking to your Lord and say, God, relocate me. Relocate me. Relocate me. I don't I don't want this old address anymore. Relocate me. Spiritually, relocate me. I'm just going to go along the lines. Just going to pray real quick.
You are close like no other I've known you as a father I've known you as a friend And I have lived in the goodness of God And all my life you have been faithful And all my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God Your goodness is running after It's running after me Your goodness is running after It's running after me With my life laid down I'm surrendered now I give you goodness is running after it's running after me your goodness is running after it's running after me your goodness is running after it's running after me with my life laid down I'm surrendered now I give you Goodness is running after, it's running after me. I love you, Lord, for your mercy never failed me. In all my days, I've been held in your hands from the moment that I wake up. Until I lay my head, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. All my life you have been faithful, and all my life you have been so, so good, with every breath that I Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire. In darkest night, you are close like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend, and I have lived in the goodness of God. All my life you have been faithful, and all my life you have been so, so good, with every blessing I Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. In all my life, you have been faithful. Yes, Lord. 
Surrendered now, I give you 